0: brought to you by make fun network
1: disclaimer please do not email us about the historical inaccuracies we are sure to make we are not historians we are idiots Welcome to Anachronismo. Anachronismo.
2: I'm Max.
3: I'm Jackie. I'm Noel. And today, Noel's got the first story.
2: I do. I'm going to be talking about 1816, also known as the year without a summer. Ooh, I've heard about this. Very exciting. Very,
1: very interesting explosive. stuff. Explosive. Yes. <laughs> BVE. Big volcano energy. Yeah.
3: And I'll be talking about a year that did have a summer, Olympics. Mm. in 1904 in st. Louis
1: 1904 Summer Olympics
3: mm-hmm.
1: <gasps> ooh I think I might have heard this one as well is this about the crazy marathon thing yeah oh yes yeah yes Jackie thank you with
3: a with a side story about sad things
1: yes 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 yeah. oh yes always the sad things
2: but <laughs> ooh this crazy ass marathon so so speaking of the year without summer yeah and volcanoes uh-huh in a great Twist of irony: the yeah. volcano Mount Tambora was not very magnanimous towards the world.
1: Uh, no, I think you meant to say magnanimous.
2: No, because it's a it's a volcano, right? Magnanimous.
1: Magnanimous. Yeah, it, it's a play on words. Uh, how so?
2: Ma- magma. Magnanimous.
1: Oh, you're saying magman though.
2: Magmanimus. That's a man made of magma. Magma nimus. No, that see that doesn't work. Magmanimus. Magmanimus. Oh, I see. I flipped. <laughs> I flipped it. Um. Great. Good. Good. Oh, good start. Good start. <laughs> great start. Really, just sapping that
1: momentum right out from under you. That mag- magmentum. Mag. Oh, oh, oh!
2: What are you talking? It's momentum.
1: Oh, you're right. It is. So tell us about this. Magmanus.
2: Uh, oh, this is like when someone trips in the first like two steps of a <laughs> marathon, like right after the gun goes off. Uh, okay. Because
1: yeah, because the 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 signalman
2: shot them. <laughs> yes, because they were just like, you know what? I had to wake up early. I didn't want to go to this marathon. <laughs> Bam! Oh, I hate the number seventeen. Bam.
3: <laughs> well, at least that was not. One of the problems that the marathon had, yeah, it was not too early.
2: Ooh, that would be, yeah, that's spoilers. All right, the runner has picked themselves up, has taken off their bandana and wrapped it around the leg to uh, mm-hmm. kind of, you know, prevent bleeding out, and they're they're stumbling forward. Okay, so in the year 1815, the Earth experienced one of the biggest volcanic eruptions. In history. The next closest one had been between 100-200 AD. So, volcanoes are measured on this VEI index, which Mm. goes from, you know, similar to tornadoes going F1 to F5, the volcanic one is 1 to 8. And so, 8 is called mega colossal, you know, one of those sort of world-ending type, uh, (laughs) where'd all the dinosaurs go? That's the official scale title. And... (laughs) This one was a seven, so right below that, uh, a super Whoa. colossal. Yeah. So, super colossal. That yep.
3: sounds so made up. It it's does. Great.
2: Hold on a second. I want to see how, scale, how uncreative. Like, I wonder if they just have a colossal in every single one and they just <laughs> kind of got really lazy and just used scale adjectives. Scale one,
3: colossal. Scale two, double colossal.
2: Oh, it starts at V zero. Effusive, gentle explosive catastrophic cataclysmic parox- paroximic, parximic hmm. colossal super colossal mega colossal
3: I feel like there's a big jump between gentle and explosive
2: yeah I feel effusive and gentle it really
1: feels like this is a volcano who's you know being playful
3: mm-hmm. sort
1: of like letting some magma trickle down Just like a giggle yeah look like, <laughs> Like a little, like a little, like a baby, but the mouth of the baby is the mouth of the volcano, and like the drool is like a little trickle of magma. It's, it's actually
2: kind of like <laughs> yeah. that. It's just a continuous, like a, a stream. babbling brook. Yeah. yeah. Whereas gentle, yeah, gentle and explosive. I scale? would use a lot is of a these scale? words, ca- uh, like catastrophic, cataclysmic. Like I would use them as synonyms. So kind of arbitrary. That's
3: why we're not volcano scientists. Yeah,
0: volcanologists. That's why, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. We're anachronismologists.
3: right, so it was a scale seven.
2: Scale seven. So with volcanoes, with all the dust and particles that go up into the atmosphere can block sun rays. And so you'll see global drops in temperatures. You will see other atmospheric effects uh, around sunsets um, just because of all the... Particulate (laughs) mass in the air. Yeah. Yeah. All just... Distributed around the globe. So by 1816, more and more of this particulate had spread across the entire world.
3: Sorry, where was this volcano?
2: In Indonesia.
1: Indonesia. So the entire Um, world was affected by this one volcanic eruption. Yes. Incredible.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It really caused a, I guess, on average one degree drop in temperature enough to be termed as a uh, mini ice age or a Is feature of Fahrenheit well, the mini or Celsius ice, Celsius. Damn. And Whoa. so one of the biggest things that had happened was that I'm going to be focused mostly on some of the stuff in North America, but like worldwide, it just caused famines and food riots and for Europe in particularly co- recovering from the Napoleonic Wars, Not a good time to have massive crop shortages and uh, just agricultural failures everywhere. So Europe and Asia had experienced this in kind of varying degrees, depending particularly on elevation, things like that. But jumping into North America, because everything's about America. What
3: Did animals do weird things?
2: I'm very sure they did. <laughs> but I, I didn't read anything uh, getting into animal like, migrations or populations. Because mm-hmm.
3: my cousin was telling me about all the weird stuff she saw when she um, went to the zoo during the eclipse.
1: Oh, yeah. Like animals like would sort of stop and like stare. Yeah. Or yeah. they would
3: like wake up if they were nocturnal. nocturnal
1: yeah. Just it's like all wild. kinds of
3: weird stuff. Yeah. Apparently the turtles immediately went at it for some reason.
1: It started fighting or fucking? The second one. Damn turtles. That's what she said. I guess eclipses make horn make turtles super horny. I almost have made made horn make make hornels super turdy.
3: <laughs> but is it mega colossal turdy?
2: Anyway, getting back to the effects of this super colossal explosion. Yeah. Centuries before, I'm sure this would have been terrifying. But luckily 19th century people were more aware of sort of atmospheric conditions and so they just started to observe a dry red fog just starting to just appear around them that wasn't driven away by water or <laughs> <laughs> or moisture or anything just this persistent just red fog that just rolled in <laughs> through New England mm-hmm. that wow caused crops to die <laughs> really made living conditions Terrible. Yeah. Um, Did
3: this overlap at all with um I think Max you talked about this guy, the one who would try and bring rain and he like created a rain-making oh, machine. Um
2: that
1: when was this? Uh 1816. 18- 1816. So this di- that dude was around Wild West times. So mm, no. A little
3: later. Never uh, much later. Maybe He was inspired by this no, doom he, cloud. He, he you no, know,
1: he was actually not in Wild West times. He was like turn of the century t- time. Uh so no, alas. Never mind. But that would be quite a battle to see him go to to war against the blood fog. From high atop his rain tower, mixing chemicals and letting them drift into the air to no avail against the blood fog.
3: It's making it worse.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. My chemicals, they've only made it redder. God, that is terrifying, though. Can you imagine just a rolling red fog? Even without the other effects, it's just like, well, today is the day we're dying, I guess. Well, the
2: the fog, the redness was just sort of in observing the sun. It was almost like in observing yeah. it through a Yeah, through like a when you look through wildfires, yeah. The reason that a lot of the, this was so... Um, Bad? From an agricultural perspective, why it was so disastrous is that they started getting hit with November, December frost in May or June. <laughs> just started wiping out you know not everything but enough yeah like there was one quote from a sarah bryant that wrote her observation of this phenomenon was amazing the pure summary of it in just two words weather backward (laughs) (laughs) hard-hitting journalism from the front lines wow but i mean that sums it up yeah just they wake up for a week-long streak of frost that just kills everything when you're like, all right, harvest in a few months. I
1: guess we're fucked, yeah. Yeah. How did people get through it? How did people actually manage to not die?
2: Part of it was due to the failures were on a scale. And it was just higher elevation areas are where more crops tended to fail. Not every crop failed because things like wheat and oats failed. But I believe that there were other crops such as corn that didn't. So it was just kind of a... The hardier the crop, the less the sudden frost and drop in temperatures failed. Yes. Okay. This actually prompted a lot of interesting cultural changes, rather that there are a lot of things that happened in this time period during this year that very, some are disconnected, but there's just this whole mother's necessity of Invention, invention, yeah, somewhat of the mother is too. the necessity yeah. of
1: invention. That's right. Um, mo- oh, wait, <laughs> my mom's here. I, I got to start inventing.
2: God shit. damn it! Is that what I said? <laughs> yeah. Incessity is the mother. Incessity no, is- invention is Incess- the mother of no, Incessity. no, no, no. Incessity is the mother <laughs> <laughs> of of Nesvention. That's no, right. No, 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 no. Invention is the mother of necessity. So.
1: Okay. <laughs> I got to make some shit cuz I I I, I want to need things. If only we could slow down the relentless pace of creation and innovation. Gosh, our world would need a lot less necessity I and mean, kind of I, mean, yeah. I do like insensitivity. I keep yeah. Incensity is the, is the of mother of invention.
2: No. <laughs> no, necessity is the mother of invention. That's what the one is. Oh no, I didn't want to say that. Necessity is the invention of mother. Yep. <laughs> I ne- like, From an alien. I, I I need a mom.
1: I'm going to build myself a great big robot mom to, to cradle me in her arms and tell me everything's going to be okay. We can be that mom for you, Max. You a big robot But arms? I want to see you make it. <laughs> yes. All sure. right. So what did people invent? In this historical story that we're talking about. So, <laughs> that we have for the last four minutes just air juggled uh, around just nonsense words. I know.
4: I know. I'm sorry,
1: Max. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's funny. I'm sorry. We're a comedy podcast no, as well as a history podcast.
4: I'm sorry, podcast. Max.
0: I'm
2: really sorry. If you're really sorry, you'll tell me about the history.
4: Yeah, no, don't, don't get mad. <laughs> I'm sorry.
2: So, oats had failed, yeah. and so being a primary food source for horses, uh, I believe then that some farmers could not maintain as many horses, or maybe horses just died because of that food shortage. So, German inventor Carl Drace invented the velocipede out of this. The what? The giant bicycle with the big front wheel the the kind of precursor to the modern bicycle Whoa. as a means of transportation because of the lack of um so if this just, hadn't happened we wouldn't have bikes today uh i mean no but well no because with like steam engines and stuff i i think they would have thought more about having horseless i mean maybe they might not have you yeah never know oh no, they would have had skateboards. They would have had
1: skateboards, <laughs> but bicycles. Mm. Skateboards are just pallets with wheels on them, refined. But bicycles—that's a specific idea, my man.
3: I misunderstood at first and thought you were describing some like new weird insect. Yeah, insect or some weird kind of crop that was created mm-hmm. to replace delicious
1: velocipede. And then, as
3: I was thinking of and thats a bicycle. Horses can't eat bicycles. What are you talking
1: about? Uh, come on. No matter how much they wish they could. Oh, come on, old in, reliable. In just their...
3: eat the bicycle.
1: <laughs> it's metal and rubber. It's, it's everything that oats wish they were.
4: Come on. Why would you, you open your mouth, old reliable?
3: The oh. size of the feed bag. <laughs> no.
1: It's just full of <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, you just see. You just put it over the horse, and the horse is just like dragging their head around the barn. With all these bicycles clanking around, and the horse is
2: terrified. And the farmer's <laughs> wife comes out eventually and just sees him standing over a dead horse with just a big, almost like cartoonish bike shape in his middle. He's like, No!
4: Old Reliable's just sleeping off the big bicycle meal he just had. Aren't you, old people? Here, honey, honey. Honey, I have extra bicycles. Make bicycle soup for the children. I want them to grow big and strong.
1: After a certain point, you're just feeding a dead horse. Yes. You can lead... You can lead a horse to bicycles. you yeah, can lead a horse to the bike
2: shop, but you can't make him eat it. <laughs> um... um. So uh, other things that happened is because of just the crop failure and the need to get away from areas that just were not supporting crops, at least for the foreseeable future families started to move into Western New York to the Northwest Territories started actually expanding out west including Joseph Smith's family who uh, at this point moved from Vermont to New York. so now, Joseph Smith is the founder of the Mormon religion
3: yes. You can try and find the plates in Western New York.
2: Yeah. So that's what got his family to move to Western New York. It was just part of this expansion out of New England and starting to go West. And there is some kind of, this might be worth cutting because I don't want to conjecture, but I think I had read something about like this actually was probably a... Fairly impactful or fairly significant to the abolitionist movement because it expanded out the northern states, um, like population migration coming more from the northern states, like ensured some of the areas like Illinois and Ohio and stuff were populated and tended to be uh, more anti-slavery. Interesting. But that might be conjecture. You heard it here first. And so, another cool little fun thing that emerged out of this in Switzerland is there were a few authors who were vacationing in Switzerland and decided that they were not, they were going to kind of sequester themselves inside because super harsh around Lake Geneva. Um, So, these included uh, Lord Byron, John uh, Polidori, Percy Shelley, and Mary Shelley. Mm hmm. And the prevailing dark Gothic skies energy. And, yeah, they decided to have a competition of writing scary horror novels, of which came out Frankenstein. Ooh, um, came out of this sort of. I don't know if it was a. I don't know how they evaluated it. Like I mean, who just, won the contest? It was a but contest all, between them. I I guess it was you know. But history uh, who, has proven who, whichever one won. they yeah. liked best. Yeah. Um, originally. and then they had one that was um. Yeah, like a precursor to Dracula, modern Prometheus, Mm -hmm. Fragment, like just these kind of Frankenstein being the most uh, recognizable of all of them, but be kind of cool just spending a winter just sequestered and being like, we're going to have a novel writing competition. That does sound awesome. Yeah. (laughs) If only we were all rich lords
1: who could afford to do so. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Although if if it was us, we'd probably just do like improv. Yeah. Probably just improv (laughs) a winter away and have nothing to show for the end. Yeah. (laughs)
4: Yeah. Snowed improv. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Noel did jazz hands. Uh, yes.
2: Yeah. In, no. uh, yeah. in. in case you missed it. <laughs> in case you missed it. In case you didn't hear it on your, uh, on your feed. With your sensitive bat ears. <laughs> just going. Whoop, 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 whoop. And, and Noel, you know what I did if you had sensitive bat ears. If you had sensitive bat ears, we won't describe what Noel just did. <laughs> but if you have sensitive bat ears, you'll know. There are obviously other aspects of the changes that were wrought in this time, and, like, you could go into any one of them more and more, but, um, you know, one last one as I had mentioned that if you get a chance to look, you will need human eyes and not bad ears to be able to do this. But, as I had mentioned, the red death blood fog that was (laughs) bringing a veil on the sun actually created, like, some of the most beautiful sunset paintings uh of the time because apparently just the atmospheric effects of the sunlight going through just i think more of the particulate just by the paintings just kind of made these much these super just beautiful yellow sunsets that you don't You get to to see today until the next super colossal volcano goes Mm -hmm. out, so put it on your calendars. Mm -hmm.
3: How high up was the particulate? Like, if it was in front of my face, could I, like, wave it and bat it around? Just thinking of all the poor people who have painted their homes and then immediately covered in dust. Or is it high up in the atmosphere? Yeah, I mean... It didn't settle at all? uh, Like, there weren't ashes falling everywhere?
1: I mean, it must have settled eventually. Otherwise, we would still be living in
2: this. Some of it, yeah, I think it does settle eventually, but from what I quickly red. I think a lot of it tends to rise up into the atmosphere and stays for a while. So that red fog effect wasn't like there was just like you're there and there's just red. (laughs) Like all you can see is red. It's more of a a bit higher up in the atmosphere and it's more of like the...
3: How do you enjoy a cup of soup when there's just red dust falling everywhere? Yeah, you're <laughs>
4: like, oh no, oh Max, I'll... my soup—it's mm, all dusty. Oh, I got dust in my bicycle soup. Oh, it's, all, oh, it's ruined. It's all muddy. <laughs> Oh, Old Faithful, don't eat the bicycle. It's covered in red dust.
1: Cut to Old Faithful just lying there dead on the ground.
0: Right oh, next to the he other,
4: doesn't
1: like
0: it. other dead horse, savvy. Old Reliable.
4: How savvy of you, Old Reliable, turning yourself into a skeleton to not need to sustain your organs <laughs>
1: with bicycles for the short term. You no, know, there's something I love about your, your mind, which is a lot of the time you see... Something dying or floating or something as a a a deliberate transformation. To survive something.
2: Uh, it's mostly just people who are too insane to grasp the horrors of death. It's really, <laughs> like, it's more of those, uh, I think that's more of the character. That's more of the character, than, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: People have been driven mad. Oh, faithful. <laughs> Turn yourself into this beautiful horse skeleton. Wow. Mm-hmm. And look, you've still got the bicycle in your tummy for later.
4: How resourceful. When, when we move back from New- Western New York, I'll, I'll say hi to you. You'll be... You'll be around Won't <laughs> you old reliable old reliable We'll uh, see you then covered in flesh and organs and um, not covered in flies and, co- and coyotes and
1: uh, <laughs> a, 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 and we'll have good times, old faithful. You see, George, if you hadn't been there to feed old reliable a bicycle, he wouldn't have turned into a skeleton. And he'd be a horse today.
4: No, I want to live again. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um, So what else? Um, No, I mean, that was like, there are are many specific areas that, um, that you can focus in on this, uh, like from both a meteorological, from a climate approach, from effects in different countries, like, you know, North America, it kind of opened up doors for Europe, it kind of exacerbated uh, already kind of precarious um, Mm -hmm. situation, unless you're. Fancy lords living it up in Switzerland. Mm-hmm. Um,
3: so you're saying if the United States decided to combat uh, global climate change by setting off all the volcanoes in order to block the sun, the U.S. will come out okay. Uh, no, no. I'm, that's what I I'm didn't getting. say that.
1: That's but what no, I'm I mean getting. they have- it depends on which volcano, like Yellowstone. Yeah,
2: which is a potential eight or seven, eight or eight.
1: Yeah, potential eight, potential world ender. Yeah, Ooh. if if Yellowstone does a full eruption, it could end the world.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay, good to know.
2: So, they, I mean, there have been articles over the past few years about saying, like, our volcanoes are only hope, but... <laughs> yeah. There have been some people who have
1: proposed setting off nuclear bombs to get enough ash into the atmosphere to buy us some time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see how... See how that goes. Seems
3: like that'll have some other consequences.
1: <laughs> I don't see how. <laughs> uh, oh,
4: look! Oh, look! Old faithful, you grew two heads. But <laughs> oh, I agree twice as many bicycles. Oh, good. Good. <laughs> Another mouth to feed in this apocalyptic wasteland.
2: Oh, I didn't do a hypothetical. Oh, well. We can come back from the half with that.
1: Yeah. We can let our show sort of evolve as we go.
2: Ooh, no, wait. If you were sequestered in a Swiss hotel and had to be in the scary book contest what would you what, what do you think you'd write about first uh, bicycle vampire horse oh, that damn sucks you the blood out of bicycles, bicycles. Ah, <laughs> you took the bicycle one
3: um i probably would have a hard time coming up with inspiration so probably haunted hotel
2: mm. okay okay I was thinking of, like, a Frankenstein variant, but it's, like, different, you know, bicycle parts yeah, yeah. It's, it's put together. Kind of, you copying. know, kind of like the Velocipede is sort of a Frankenstein-ish. It's got that yeah. big front wheel yeah. the other front wheel, mm-hmm. and they...
3: I'm imagining you just, at night, steal Mary Shelley's notebook and yeah. copy it all over, but you replace any reference to Frankenstein's monster with Velocipede <laughs> yes. instead. It's the same novel. hmm
2: or maybe I would take Velocipede, having developed it in, without knowing about um, uh, the actual invention of it, and just call a Velocipede, is about a giant centipede with tires instead of... That is horrifying. ...instead of legs. <laughs> I, um...
1: Squeaky, squeaky, squeaky! But I
2: think it would be less terrifying, because it's almost like a worm just on wheels. <laughs> <laughs> like, it can't do, like, dynamic Ow. turning...
4: <laughs> and
2: then you just hear like a little <laughs> 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 It's back <The> Velocipede.
4: <laughs> It's
0: back <No. laughs>
1: uh, Let's take a quick break Okay <laughs> So hey, welcome to the break I'm Max and uh, Jackie and Noel are also here They're not yep. saying anything Oh, they, Noel's just nodding into the microphone He's shaking his head, he doesn't want to talk I hope you're enjoying our show We really love making it and we want to reach more people. Um, so if you can drop us a uh, review on uh, iTunes or tell a friend to have somebody else check it out, uh, that would really help us grow our audience, help us find more listeners. Uh, as you know, I'm sure you've heard every podcast tell you. It's it's important. Um, so if you can drop us one of those, we very much appreciate it.
2: So, Max, you're probably wondering why I didn't respond to you uh, when you said that I was here. Yes. Well, I was acting indifferent, uh-huh. partially and fully driven by a book I've been listening to um, called Under Indifferent Stars Above. Mm -hmm. And it is a really deep dive into the history and the context of the events uh, preceding and leading into the catastrophe of the the Donner Party expedition in 1846. That's really interesting. Um, So definitely a recommended book. Like it is, you get, even though it's kind of, it's dark and there's no punches pulled that things just... Aren't going to get better. Um, it's just a fascinating read and really uh, gives so much more detail than I ever had known about that expedition and like mm-hmm. some of the perfect alignment of events that yeah. led to that specifically happening. And yeah, like, it's that's kind that's... of like um, another book, like Unsinkable, uh, the full story of the RMS Titanic, mm-hmm. another one like that. Super recommended. Right and now I'll stop being indifferent. I did the bit for a plug. I love you. I love you too, buddy. <laughs>
1: that sounds really cool. Cool. I I would be into that. That that sounds actually like there's this um this audio drama podcast I've been jamming on lately called Outliers: Stories from the Edge of History, which is also a historical fiction in the same way. It's people on like the edge of these big major events or big major character you know big major characters in history who you don't get to hear about that much. There's an episode on about the the Wild Boy in um. King Charles's court, who was this uh, feral child that the king just like brought into his court and adopted, mostly for amusement, you know? But uh, and about like his story. There's wait, is this uh, history fiction or nonfiction? History fiction. Oh, okay. Historical fiction. Uh
0: so... is nonfiction.
2: Oh yeah, the. the... Yeah. Oh okay, just
0: that's
1: fine. Yeah, Knowles is non-fiction.
2: Yeah, didn't didn't want to present it as been like, but it never happened that way. <laughs> <laughs> they, they were just like, all right, lost a bet, got a easier. <laughs> but these are about like real yeah. people. It's yeah. just, you know, fiction based on
1: those real events. Yep. Yeah. Cool. If Under the Indifferent Star sounds good to you and you want to have a sort of a flavor of that that's not... A hundred percent true, but uh, based on true things, outliers, stories from the edge of history. that's it's a it's a good bottom of my cast. Jackie, you got anything to plug?
3: Oh, I just finished reading David Sedaris's short story collection Calypso.
1: Was that the new one?
3: I don't know if it's super new. I think it came out. Two years ago?
1: Yeah, that's new enough. There was a point in my life where I had read every David Sedaris essay collection. Me too. Uh, yeah. Super
3: into him in Yeah. like 2015. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. It was earlier than that for me. I think it was mostly like high school into early college. I was really into David Sedaris.
3: This story collection is different. Yeah. It's, it. um, you know, his stories are like kind of crazy, very...
0: Personal, you weird. Personal. You
3: see the weird dynamics of his family yeah. and stuff. This has that too, but it's really focused on like dealing with death and aging Mm. and stuff like that so it has a it's sadder yeah but it's it's really it's touching i would recommend it it was a quick read too yeah
1: i like davis adaris yeah (laughs) yeah. i've been meaning to especially check out let's explore diabetes with owls
3: i think i've pretty
1: much for the title yeah yeah yeah
3: Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. why because no i just said whoa (laughs) yeah, yeah yeah And if you want to hear more from us, you know, you can, of course, listen to Anacronismo. You can check us out on Twitter at anacpodcast, A-N-A-C podcast, Podcast, or news about our upcoming episodes history jokes, that kind of a thing. Um, And of course, uh, coming out at the end of January, we had to push it back because uh, our sound designer has a life, like a monster. Um, True Tales of the Illuminati, a audio comedy about the bunglings of the Illuminati throughout history, is coming out at the end of January. Uh, And give it a listen. I'm really, really proud of it. I think you're going to really enjoy it, uh, whatever you listen to podcasts. Um, We're also part of the Make Fun Network. You can check out... Uh, the Make Fun Network's other shows like the Meow Meow Kitties Podcast or the This Rules, This Sucks. All right. Well, let's get back to the show. So, Jackie, you're, you're covered in blood. What's up?
3: Huh?
1: Jackie, you seem like you've been running a while. <laughs> Where have you been running from? Where have you been running to? Why are you oh, covered in blood?
3: Man. Oh, man. So I'm not covered in blood. But my insides are covered in blood. What? Everyone's insides that's, are covered in blood. Little, that's not no, special. no.
1: That's loose internal blood. bleeding. That's oh, really dangerous. loose blood. That's bad. That's pretty bad. <laughs> the
3: Blood is loose.
1: <laughs> the blood is loose. I feel but like on the, the inside. I feel like the blood is loose is the tagline for a video game <laughs> where you play a big seething mass of animate blood <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
1: and a, a real Octodad situation. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but so, so this blood talk is a little, a little early. Yeah. I want to start with the St. Louis Olympics of 1904 before we get specifically into the marathon.
2: I'm going to start every Anachronismo episode from now on. I'm going to start it. With the St. Louis Olympics of 1904, and then work it into whatever topic that I that I do, even if it was before that. Now, the way that the
0: fifty
3: years before the St. Louis Olympics, fifty years
1: earlier. Mm -hmm. Now, back in ancient Roman times, uh, in events that would one day influence the uh, the 1904 (laughs) St. Louis Olympics, uh, we see Agamemnon the Great. (laughs) So, tell us about the 1904 St. Louis Olympics.
3: Well, it wasn't actually supposed to happen in St. Louis at all. This was the third um, iteration of the Olympics since its revival. And Chicago was selected by the International Olympic Committee um, to be its site for the first renewed Olympics outside of Europe. But St. Louis was like... What? We are hosting the World's Fair at the same time that the Olympics are scheduled. How dare you try and do something close enough that it would steal our spectators?
1: Mm -hmm. People won't want to go to the World's Fair when they can see discus throwing.
3: Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. Essentially, the World's Fair, which... At that point was also the Louisiana Purchase Centennial Exhibition. Yeah. It's a, a dual event.
1: Yeah, well, they're, they're already cramming a lot of stuff in there, huh? So yeah.
3: might as well toss in an Olympic. Oh,
2: yeah. No, the Olympics isn't going to be that much more overhead. The World's Fair and the World Sideshow of cool, super buff freaks leaping around, dancing, tap dancing, uh... <laughs> Max is playing with some air, silly putty. Making the stretch motion. You oh, stretch okay. You really want me to dive into no, this, No, I huh? don't. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> well, then you're sending me mixed messages.
3: So essentially, the World's Fair threatens that they will throw a competing Olympics if the Olympics does not actually happen as part of the World's Fair. So the Olympics founder, the guy who revived it, was um, Baron Pierre de Coubertin. And he knew that this would be a big threat to his revived Olympics. And he didn't think that the Olympics could survive competing Olympics happening just a few hundred miles away. So he relents and decides that the Olympics can happen at the World's Fair. Interestingly, the Baron ended up not even attending these Olympics because he, this is a quote from him, he had a sort of precedent. That the Olympiad would match the mediocrity of the town, mm. so he didn't go. <laughs>
2: wow, <laughs> wow! Someone yeah. sounds a little bit
1: better. Someone sounds judgy about St. Louis.
3: Mm-hmm. That this whole article was talking about how St. Louis is like a second-rate city mm. compared to Chicago. Isn't like wow. Chicago?
2: This isn't this sh- the same Chicago time frame as Upton Sinclair's <laughs> *The Jungle*, where uh, people are getting. Just killed under in uh, meat factories. I think that was like 1908. I think that's the 1920s. Oh,
1: really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Exactly. Um, no one knew about the people getting jellied and turned into meat. Boom. Yeah. It was all a secret at this point, which will make a lot of what's going to happen in this story
2: seem so Chicago was less shocking. Wait a minute. So Chicago wasn't even at the level of Upton Upton Sinclair's The Jungle. Uh, no, Chicago was probably currently
1: jungling, uh, mm. if you will if you cuz Upton Sinclair wrote that as an exposé on what had been going on for some time in Chicago oh like in 1908 yes so St.
2: Louis was significantly worse in that it was not accidentally killing meat workers and accidentally putting them in the meat I mean, well let's listen and find
4: out too. oh it sounds like a good world's fair to me <laughs> got to get that delicious St. Louis flavor
3: famous for barbecue
2: mm. <laughs> Now we know on. Uh,
3: anyway, the rest of my story has absolutely nothing to do with the meat industry. Okay, okay. please go on. Uh, okay. And I say the rest, but I mean the whole story. The entire story, because we've been interrupting you pretty bad. <laughs> no, that's fine. It's fine. So, because the Olympics was happening in St. Louis, most of the top-tier athletes from Europe just decided not to go at all. Uh, because it's in the American Midwest in a second-tier city. Yeah. So they didn't go at all. Yeah. Actually, of the events, less than half of them even had one non American participating.
2: Dang. So, damn, we swept the gold.
3: So, the Louisiana Purchase Centennial Exhibition, mm-hmm. aka the World's Fair, aka Second Rate Olympics, had a number of attractions. They had Abraham Lincoln's childhood cabin. They had new foods like peanut butter and cotton candy Ooh. and waffle cones.
1: Newly That's invented. A good,
2: that is yeah. a good year. For, yeah. Oh, my God. Good year for foods.
1: God, put all those together. (laughs) You got yourself a real bad tummy ache. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
3: And then they had a much less great thing called a human zoo.
1: I have heard of this. Oh, yep.
3: Yeah, so a big part. Of, oh,
1: I've also heard of this.
3: A big part of having the Louisiana Purchase Centennial Exhibition was kind of to show American dominance and showcase that they that America was starting to get onto the world stage. The United States had recently acquired the Philippines, so as part of the fair, they had a mock Philippine village um, where they had paid, perhaps coerced, native peoples working in these villages and basically making like a recreation of whatever their life back in the Philippines was supposed to be. And they had a couple different groups of people there. They had pygmies, some native Mexican Americans. They had people from Syria and Turkey, and they were all called essentially savages. It's the word that they used. So this was like a concerted effort to kind of show the dominance and superiority of American and Western Society so that people could come and gawk at these quote unquote lesser peoples. So that was not great. Mm-hmm. Um, so this kind of uh, was a
2: bad scene.
3: It was a bad scene and it was just a combination of colonialism and like quote unquote social science. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah if you've ever like there I think there are pictures from that event like online and stuff and it mm-hmm. is fucked up. Mm-hmm.
3: The famous pictures from one in um I forget where like Denmark or something. I think is one of the famous pictures from it. Or not Denmark. Belgium, I think. Belgium. I think right? they had they should they had have the just really stuck big,
1: to making waffle.
3: They had the really big colonial outposts in Africa. Oh right? yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. like the famous. Photo. Bel-
1: yeah, Belgium did a lot of bads. <laughs> a lot right. of them. A lot of bad things.
3: So James E. Sullivan was the head of the Department of Physical Culture, and his mission uh, was to display the virtues of American-style athleticism. So he decided to work with the head of the Department of Anthropology, William McGee, to create a sort of Special Olympics, which is what they called it, but they also called it the Anthropology Games, where part of the mission was to have the people who were working in, in the villages do a sort of mock Olympic Games to highlight the superiority of the Olympic Games to these anthropology games.
0: Wow. Uh, and it
3: was geez. really kind of crazy. William McGee was also a race scientist, especially essentially. Ooh, I couldn't have
2: guessed. Yeah. Oh my god. So he wanted to Jesus.
3: use these games to gather data that he could use to like scientifically prove mm-hmm. if people if different groups of people were different it was just like really crazy yeah so as you can imagine the people who work in the villages they were definitely being mistreated but they were paid performers and they had a choice whether or not to participate in these games so most of them were like we're not doing this Mm -hmm. one for silly reasons they thought some of the games were dumb like they were (laughs) like water polo what
1: why would we do this why would we do this (laughs) this game blows (laughs) yeah
3: but some people did end up participating in the games the first day of the games were field events like long jump and that sort of thing but this was all put together really really short notice so none of the people were who were participating were instructed on how to do any of these sports so naturally no one was good at it because no one had ever said oh let's try and do long jumping before let's try and do hurdle jumping like this isn't a sport where we are so naturally no one was very good at it. And there were no audience because they had decided to put this together at the last minute. It was really just made no sense at all. Oh, there was kind of a silly thing, though. And a lot of these people didn't speak English also. So they wanted to do a foot race. But they didn't tell anyone that a starting gun means start. So no one started running.
1: It's like, why well, someone shoot a gun? Yeah. So no one started running when someone shot a gun. Yeah.
3: Yeah. It's like a starting gun, but no one explained the concept of a starting. I mean, gun. sure,
1: but somebody fires a gun and like, fuck, I gotta get out of here.
3: <laughs> and um, the idea of a finish line was not really explained. Something that people under that was explained to them, yeah. so people would get to the end of the race and then they would duck under the tape instead yeah. of breaking it. Because why would you run into something? <laughs> yeah. But apparently, it made for some silly, poor planning things. Mm-hmm. You know, taking taking away the purpose of it. It probably was kind of funny to watch people <laughs> not instructed on how to mm. play the sport. Do well, I don't
1: want to break this tape. Yeah, Someone also, set this up with a lot of care.
2: As far as, you know, scientific method is concerned, like, I don't know what he would have even been able to prove or try to prove. It's like, I mean, a lot of this was. Oh, a- my God. Like, people who don't know the rules to a game aren't, aren't as good as the game. My, my God. God.
1: <laughs> what a time to be alive. Yeah. And also, like, a very small sample statistically. Of course, this was before they really understood statistics.
3: But you guys are right. There wasn't enough.
1: No sample it, size. It was just no a terrible, terribly he, made experiment. He
3: wasn't able to use the data because the data wasn't good.
1: Well, you know what? And at, also at the least, experiment wasn't good. At least he really was like, I can't use this data rather than being, this is the proof I need.
3: Mm-hmm. So it was just misguided. Well, misguided is a, a, It was a poorly light thought term. out.
1: <laughs> it, was, it was deeply racist.
3: Deeply racist and poorly executed. Yes. And the second day they had some other events some of which were very racist, some of which were not. One thing that seemed kind of fun was a lacrosse game. Mhm. Yeah. So huh. I'll stick with that cuz that seemed like a, a nicer yeah. way to end. That.
1: Lacrosse. Yeah. A
3: lacrosse game. Mm-hmm. They also had a javelin contest and um, the organizers were very confused. That people whose cultures use spears were not good at javelin. And it's like, they're different things. They're
1: very different. Very different
3: things. And it seems like they didn't let them even practice. They just gave them a thing
1: and told them to go. Gosh, poorly made.
3: There was one event where it was a strength event. You had to throw a 56 pound object somewhere. Yeah. And they had everyone go once. And then they were like, okay, time to do it the second time. Because when you do throwing things, it's usually like three or more. You get a couple chances. And everyone was like, we're not doing that again. So they had to stop the event there because everyone's like, "Why would I throw this fifty-six-pound thing again?"
1: That sucked. <laughs> I'm not doing that again.
3: <laughs> so it was. No, I
2: put it. Why are you taking it back?
1: Yeah.
3: So it was just a total flop and disaster because mm. there were very little participants. It was deeply racist, and mm. there was no audience. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah.
1: Because no one wants to watch this. Yeah. Yeah.
3: No one wants to watch people who haven't trained in athletic events do athletic events no. unless they're your child.
2: Yeah, or unless it's like a Monty Python sketch. Sure.
3: So on a more funny note for mm-hmm. some of the uh, athletic events of the Olympics is the marathon. Meow. Yeah. So the first <laughs> finally yeah. got
2: that radio soundboard right after <laughs> these. <month. laughs>
3: So the first bad thing that we alluded to at the beginning of the episode was that instead of holding this marathon that took place on August 30th in the morning when it's the coolest part of the day, they decided to start this marathon at three o'clock in the afternoon Mm. in in the Midwest where it gets very hot.
2: Yes. And also like super still even at three o'clock still a super long day. Like it's not. Mm
1: -hmm. Not like it's going to get nice and cool when it gets dark.
2: But when it gets cool, it gets super cool. Mm.
1: (laughs) And then you freeze. And then
2: the hypothermia. Yeah.
3: So James Sullivan, he was the guy um, who helped organize the uh, anthropology games. He also was in charge of the marathon. And in the spirit of doing experiments, they decided that this would be a good time to do a dehydration experiment oh. on the participants of the marathon
1: oh God so they all o- reached for his water bottle when he heard that
4: <laughs> <I'm so thirsty. laughs>
3: they only allowed water at the six mile mark and at the 12 mile mark Jesus. for a marathon
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ
3: which is insane um, and they just had well water at the 12 mile mark and because these are athletes, some of which are coming from different areas of the world. Not everyone's used to the same water. So a lot of people got stomach cramps from the water during the marathon.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because well water is like pretty hard. Like, it's hard mineral- water, like, Yeah. 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 And things
3: like that in it. Have this water in the background for the rest of this story. Only 32 athletes participated in this marathon. Only 14 of them finished the race. It was really poorly organized.
1: Wasn't one of the athletes just a guy who showed up that day? Probably. No, I, I've heard about this marathon before. One of the athletes was literally just some guy who showed up that way in work clothes and like full like pants and a suit and everything.
3: Oh, OK. So I know who you're talking about. Sort of. Yeah. Sort of. He was from Cuba. Yes. His name was Andarin Carvajal. Yeah. He was not a runner. He was a postman from Mm. Cuba, Mm. and I think he had gone on a run across the length of Cuba, Mm. and that was kind of seen as, ooh, he's such a great athlete. He went from one end of Cuba to the other. Let him participate in this. So the reason why he showed up in regular clothes is that he... He had
2: a letter to deliver (laughs) 22 miles away.
3: (laughs) (laughs) He went to New Orleans before coming to St. Louis uh, where he lost all of his money playing dice.
2: Oh, no. He had
3: to hitchhike Up to St. Louis to participate in the
2: marathon. Much more move, not getting (laughs) exhausted.
1: He Mm -hmm. showed up, (laughs)
3: saved your energy. Yeah, regular street clothes, dress shoes, and a beret.
1: Oh, for this, (laughs) like a hero, (laughs) like (laughs) a goddamn mailman. (laughs)
3: Apparently, someone found a pair of scissors and they cut his pants so that they would be shorts because it's also ninety degrees. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. he ended up running the marathon in his. Cut off, cut off, cut off
1: suit. Nice. Suity <laughs> shorts.
3: Um, he also, because he had no money and had to hitchhike there, hadn't eaten for 40 hours before running this marathon. Damn. So while he's running the marathon, he's also just chatting with everyone. He's like jogging along, talking in a broken English Spanish mix to people who are along the sides of the marathon route. And he eventually sees people in a car and is like, hey, let me get some of those peaches because I, <laughs> I
1: haven't eaten. Haven't
3: eaten 40 hours and now I'm running a marathon. And they like jokingly wouldn't give him the peaches. So then he. Kind of stole the peaches and ran off.
4: <laughs> and <then laughs> Wait a minute!
3: <laughs> he was still hungry, obviously, because yeah. two peaches, forty hours, yeah. plus yeah. running. So he stops into an orchard and picks a couple apples <laughs> and he eats the apples. The apples had gone bad, yeah. So he immediately gets vomits, stomach yeah. issues, yeah. and he decides he's just gonna stop, take a nap, recover. He's napping. Okay, he's
1: napping. So he's napping. We'll leave him there for a little while. Yes,
3: we'll leave him here. He's napping. hasn't eaten. He's wearing a suit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> what a day. <laughs>
3: yeah. uh, and we have we have limited water. Yeah. The route is very hilly. There are seven hills. The biggest of which is a three hundred foot incline, mm. um, which is just. That's not good. That's not a good marathon. (laughs)
2: Yeah. Also, did they... It's 90 uh, degrees out. Did they make... Did they plan the distance based on as the crow flies or taking into account the elevation changes? Because they could have wound up running a lot more than... Because I can see them being like, oh, this town is 26 miles away as the crow flies. Well,
3: So this is also before the marathon distance was really um, uh, like a permanent kind of thing. So this route was 24.85 miles. Yeah. It's just crazy stuff. So...
1: I mean,
2: horizontally, vertically. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Who, who, who knows? Who knows?
2: No, just because uh, as a fun fact, a, a friend of mine who uh, done a lot of marathons, um he was pretty fast at running. So he had to wind up like zigzagging a lot between people. And what's the marathon distance? Like 26.2 20 miles? miles? 26 miles. With all 22. the zigzags he had to take to go around people, it wound up being something like 28 miles or twenty. Like it just wow. added on a lot of not Dang. quite going in a straight line. So. Yeah. Hmm. Bear that in mind when you go to run a marathon. Mm.
1: (laughs) Old
4: Faithful, (laughs) come on, we got to get to the finish line. Clip-clop goes my heels on your (laughs) (laughs) rib-bolts. Oof.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, luckily he's eaten the bicycle, so it's actually just a horse skeleton on wheels. Yeah, he's like, oh, go, Old Faithful,
4: go.
1: (laughs) Old Faithful, you're still carrying me. Come on, he's (laughs) getting fabric. <laughs> oh, it's gotten faster since you turned into a skeleton. Instead so <laughs> of all that meat dragging you down.
3: So, speaking of horses, on on. The I was right to leave marathon. my wife. She was wrong about you, old faithful.
4: <laughs> You're more than just a skeleton with a bicycle stuck in it. <laughs> You're my friend. You're uh, old faithful. <laughs> anyway.
3: So this marathon route was a dirt road. Mm-hmm. And the coaches and officials were riding in cars and horses and they decided to ride in front of the runners. So the cars and horses are kicking up dirt <laughs> oh, everywhere. God. And
1: leaving poop. Yeah.
3: Leaving poop. There's um there's also like loose stones on the route.
1: Oh no. <laughs> so they're kicking up these stones <laughs> into the runners' faces.
3: Yeah, but it was really the dirt that was the yeah. hardest part because people were breathing it in and this is where the loose blood comes the loose blood contained in a person so william garcia he actually had internal bleeding like his stomach lining was shredded by all this dirt and he just collapsed on the road if he had been out in those conditions for like an hour longer he almost certainly would have died from all the dirt and rock inhalation that he had during the route
0: jesus
3: crazy Crazy! They were losing people left and right yeah. on this yeah. on this uh, run.
2: <laughs> on this ninety degree yeah, day, well, no twenty four of them didn't even finish. Jeez!
1: Yeah, twenty
3: four didn't finish. Yeah. Also, Amazing. ten of the he did. Like,
2: yeah. Or-
1: yeah.
3: Yeah. They, they really had a hard time finding people to participate in this. because I can a lot, see why. The top tier athletes just didn't come because it was in, you know, second rate town St. Louis.
1: Yeah. You surely keep slamming St. Louis, but I'm seeing your point.
2: Yeah. I mean, it really, like, <laughs> even if they had gotten a lot of people there, those are such terrible
0: conditions. I, I feel like so. they
1: would just refuse to go. Yeah. yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Ten of the participants were Greek men who had never run marathon distance before. Mm. None of them finished.
1: There's like they're Greek; they can run a marathon. They invented it, after all.
3: Yeah, it seemed like there were a few like novelty runners or people who had just decided that they were going to run it. Mm. Actually, two of the people who worked in the villages decided to run it, and they actually finished the marathon hey. in ninth and fourteenth place. Good for them. Yeah. The one in 14th place was attacked by aggressive dogs.
0: And,
2: <laughs> they had sensed his weakness. <laughs>
3: and, uh, they were from South Africa and um they chased him over a mile off of the course. <laughs> and then he had to come back and he finished it. <laughs> He finished it. Uh, Could you imagine if a wild dog started, not wild, like what, just angry aggress- dogs.
1: Aggressive, angry yeah. dogs just started. Just out you know, in I'm the done. middle of nowhere. Just started attacking you and chased you for over a mile while you were already so tired.
3: So hot. But you know, no probably water. part of why
1: he was able to finish was because he wasn't breathing in all that dirt anymore. Yeah,
3: maybe he had a breather yeah. by
2: I don't know whose account, if he wasn't familiar with that area, it very well could have been coyotes chasing him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like who knows? Just being like, oh, these damn dogs, <laughs> these coyotes.
3: Oh, so I'm sorry. I got the places that the the two black Africans won um, incorrectly. One got in ninth place and the other in twelfth place. Okay. I looked at a picture of them because there were a lot of photos of this event. And they looked like they were also wearing cutoff pants. Mm-hmm. They weren't off day of though yeah they've
1: been cut off prior to that yeah Yeah. they
3: they came ready with their homemade shorts Mm
1: -hmm. unlike everyone else yeah
3: (laughs) so another notable participant was frederick Lors. Mm -hmm. he collapsed from dehydration at mile nine he was an actual athlete who had run marathons before so he collapsed from dehydration at mile nine and um like the medic car with his coaches picked him up at that point um and then that car went on forward t- towards the end of the race, and the car broke down at mile 19. So Mr. Lors decides, well, I'm just going to run from here. <laughs> so he hops out of the car, runs, finishes the marathon. He's the first one to finish. Boom. Nice. Ooh, first one to finish. The crowd erupts. Everyone's so happy. Teddy Roosevelt's daughter, Alice, is there to crown the winner. She places the laurel on his head. She's about to put the medal around his neck and someone goes, isn't that the guy who took a car? (laughs) And then then he's like, you're right, it's just a joke. I wasn't really gonna accept this this medal. Of course not. Damn
1: it, fucking narc. (laughs) Snitch.
3: So then uh, he was uh, banned for life from the Olympics.
1: Mm, yeah, rightly so.
3: But yeah. he did compete in the Boston Marathon the following year and oh, won. That's
1: not the Olympics, so. so.
2: Yeah. And he, hey, was, what he kind was allowed to, did he
1: take that. He was allowed to drink too, so.
3: Speaking of drinking. So there was a man named Hicks whose coaches actually fed him brandy when he was uh, Running out of steam, so you can you can drink. There was also no bans on um, performance-enhancing substances. Mm-hmm.
1: So like poor water. Hicks. So he was drinking brandy, and drinking. he was given what? Cocaine.
3: Strychnine. No, that's poison. Yeah, it's poison. But at the time, in small doses, it was used as a stimulant.
1: Really? Mm-hmm. Oh,
4: stimulates death.
3: So this poor guy Hicks, he's running. He's dehydrated at mile ten, which is where Laura's collapsed at mile nine. So mile ten. This guy is, he's flagging. He's dehydrated. He's also a professional runner. And his trainers refuse to give him water. He's literally begging them for water. Mm. And his trainers use a sponge to wet his mouth with distilled water. And that's all they give him. They just wet his mouth with a sponge and said, keep going. Wow. I think they were in on this, like, Dehydration experiment. thing? Yeah. It was very bizarre. Super weird. Then he starts flagging again around mile 13. And they feed him two egg whites and strychnine. It's, this just makes no sense.
1: You can't hear it, but my mouth just fell open when Jackie said that.
2: I heard it.
3: <laughs>
2: I did I heard, hear it, yeah. actually. <laughs> I heard it. I don't know if
3: it'll pick up, but I heard a little <laughs> click. Listeners will hear it.
1: Well, that's what that click was. <laughs> wow.
3: um, so mile 20, he starts to hallucinate. Mm-hmm. So they give him more strychnine, two egg whites. <laughs> And Brandy this time. And
1: at this point he dies and is finally given the merciful release of death.
3: No, he like apparently turns this like dreadful pale color. Of <laughs> death. Yeah. and he's he, dying. He hallucinates that he has 20 more miles to go. So oh. he starts running as like kind of a robot kind of thing. And he just basically gives out. And then his coaches carry him by his arms. And they keep him off the ground. But his legs are still moving like he's running. Oh. Crosses the finish line. He's crowned as the winner. You know what? At that point,
1: he deserves it, though.
2: But but he, was, wait, he So he oh. was the first person to have gotten... That close But how many miles Did they have him Like, like a little was marionette just,
1: like, just on the
3: last mile I'm was, not sure how far Was he, he
1: still he was, was when, they him. Him, when they crowned him When he on the platform
2: Passed out Were his
1: legs still moving And he was just Pushing know. himself around In sad little circles No I don't drowned. think He
2: was moving at all <laughs> Oh no
3: four, out, uh, four doctors In one hour Before he was well enough To leave the stadium Oh Like this was just A horrible thing But then our friend Who's napping mm-hmm. He finishes fourth
1: Good for him <laughs> Wow that's impressive I mean I
3: man, couldn't was... find anything about who finished third but mm-hmm. who cares or second yeah.
2: <laughs> the dude who napped and, well, and he, stole he, peaches he, that that guy finished se- the the guy who finished first was a cheater yeah Yeah. second guy was this one who would just <laughs> yeah. like a like a floating doll just goes over the finish the third, the third don't, is... don't know who the
3: third was
4: Huh. unknown. Who cares? The fourth is
2: one... Uh, is
3: the mailman. Cuban the mailman. postman
2: who took it, just slept ran through this. the hottest part of the day in an orchard after <laughs> yeah. eating some, you know... And ran this in dress shoes. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, third might be the guy... No, who... No, ninth was the guy who got chased by dogs. Uh,
3: no, ninth was um, the other African man, yeah. Len Tao. Yeah. It was Yamasani, who Good. unfortunately got chased by dogs, but he mm. finished 12th.
2: Yeah. Probably uh. would have finished the lot like... he Probably would have pulled Ten or yeah. nine he might he might have yeah. pulled nine or ten if he had been chased off yeah. by wild dogs. I'm going to assume they're coyotes. It wasn't the highest
1: casualty count in the race in history, but
3: yeah, yeah. no one no one died, so yeah. that's good.
1: That's good. A lot but of the people wish they had. were ripe right for. It. Yeah,
3: they, it was a miracle no one died because yeah. there was no yeah. water. Yeah, it's Nothing. ninety degrees out, Ugh. full of hills,
1: chased by dogs, chased by
3: dogs, dust, dust everywhere,
1: rocks. Yeah,
3: it just baffling that this was a real athletic competition. That is
1: incredible.
2: Was there any fallout or standards that were emerged after like, we can't do this? First of all, St. Louis, St. You, Louis. Are, you are banned from ever holding up. St. Only. Louis,
1: you're a second-rate city, and we're going to make that official. <laughs> <laughs> That's in
3: the motto now. <laughs> yeah.
1: So were there those changes to standards or anything like Not that? that oh, Not that I saw. Damn. So it could
2: all happened again.
3: I guess so. But yeah, all in all, not a well-run event
2: wasn't it not until i'm trying to think when more of the olympics olympic regulations came i want to say it was actually still like after world war ii but it could have been after the first world war where like european countries were sort of like on different calendars or time bases so like the olympics were held like maybe in london and the Germany or some Eastern European country participants, like showed up like nine days late because they were on a different calendar. Like there's the (laughs) Gregorian calendar. And I, I think they were on this, this different calendar. And so they, they had that day. It's like, all right, (laughs) circled in red date of Olympics. And they get there and it's like, over oh, so i'll have injured. to i'll have to look oh. up the story on that but i that remember hearing suck. about that before they're like all right guys all get on the same calendar <laughs> so we make sure
1: that you don't show up it's like how time zones came around because they needed to keep train timetables in uh in order oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah right used to be just like yeah time was whatever it showed in the sundial <laughs> how do you change a sundial for daylight savings
3: what i guess you just relabel
1: yeah i guess so it's just you gotta chip it away <laughs> that's how they keep selling you sundials You gotta keep changing it back and forth I, Yeah I don't think yeah. you can yeah. <laughs> I don't think they are designed for that Well that's gonna do it for us he- tonight Here on Anachronismo Don't run races I guess is our moral for today
2: Don't run out. racist races
3: Don't mm. run racist races And find out if they're doing Hydration experiments on your marathon route Before mm. you start
2: I think that's a good lesson
1: to take away <laughs> Are there Are there any other lessons we learned tonight?
2: Oh, yeah, you can lead a horse to the bike Bicycle shop, but you can't make him eat them. <laughs>
0: yeah. 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 Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, we did learn that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, volcanoes may be the only chance for... Uh, human survival? Yeah.
1: Maybe. Yeah, that's a good All right,
2: one. Wait, no, what if they met? What if um, the Cuban mailman had met the volcano? You would have <laughs> melted. Yeah, it's true. No, because around the volcano, it was even though it globally dropped the temperature, temperatures like reached something like thirteen or fifteen hundred degrees, I think Ooh. Celsius. Damn, uh, it could have been yeah. Fahrenheit. Yeah. I, yeah. I forget. It would have need- still yeah.
1: very, very toasty. It would have needed a long nap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, that's going to do it for us tonight. Underneath an, an orchard turning into ash in front of his eyes. <laughs> but then he would have gotten up and he would have finished that race oh. as a skeleton. <laughs> but there's a mailbox at the top of that volcano. <laughs> cut my shorts even
4: shorter. We can't cut them any shorter. This is Damn short you, you a... try. <laughs> Damn you, cut those shorts.
1: <laughs> uh, that's going to do it for us
2: tonight here on Akronismo.
1: Oh, wait,
3: I have one, one little
2: fact. I, uh, okay.
3: One little lo-
2: and also it's this afternoon. Come on. I don't know what schedule. We're, we're at on. an hour it's and a half. I'm just
1: trying to keep this to a manageable amount of editing for myself.
3: Oh, sorry. <laughs> so George Iser was a competitor at this Olympics and he was a gymnast with a wooden leg and he won six medals. Good for him. It's very exciting.
2: Wait. Do you have a spring in that leg?
3: (laughs) Yeah, no, isn't
2: that cheating because a big part of the scoring is landing without, like, your knees bending, and he just lands perfectly on a wooden Uh, leg?
3: So the events were a little different back then.
2: I'm sorry, Max. I'm sorry. I'll ask Jackie about this after.
3: He won the Golden Rope Climbing Vault, Parallel Bars, the Combine, the Pommel Horse, and the Horizontal Bar. And the Hunt
4: for the White Whale.
3: None of these you have to land. Or I guess Parallel Bars. Maybe you have to dismount. Oh, vaulting. You have to land. I don't know. I don't know, but he won. Isn't that exciting? Wow.
1: Yeah. Hooray. Yay. That's going to do it for us today here on Anachronismo. I'm Max.
3: I'm Jackie.
1: I'm Noel. And we'll see you next time here on
3: Anachronismo.
0: Anachronismo. <laughs>
4: Oh, but maybe Jackie would love a podcast where we talk like this. I th- think outside. so, especially
1: because she's on headphones today.
4: Here, I baked you this really messy pecan pie, but only gave you a really small spatula to eat it with. Oh,
1: don't mind if I do. Wait, why are you eating it? Lou, oh, let me eat it too.
0: No, this I'll... is my
1: slice. Oh yes, mm.
4: let's share. Let's sp- kiss.
2: <laughs> With grace and <in> a aplomb
1: <laughs> Jackie takes off <laughs> Jackie takes off the headphones
2: And grabs my car keys
1: mm-hmm. She walks out the door And I hear a door slam And the screech of tires <laughs> Now back to kissing
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Our bags
1: packed <laughs> Oh, here's a letter. This has been coming for a long time. The <laughs>
2: envelope is slightly yellowed. <laughs> <laughs> You can see that Slightly she's picked it up and put bed. it down
1: many times. <laughs> the uh,
2: the postage on it is from a time where the postage uh, was too low for what it costs uh, today by today's standards. Mm-hmm. A few mm-hmm. cents lower. A few so. cents lower. Wait, wow. so
3: I had it mailed it to the house and no, no, to you, had you, to you, you ready to you, you, mail?
2: You, you were ready had it ready mail. to okay. mail, but uh, the postage is now too. I kind of like it better, I forgot.
3: So far is that I mailed my goodbye letter <laughs> <laughs> and then intercepted it before you pick it up. like
2: no. I mean, that's a plot point of so many romantic comedies. That's true. Comedies just... Oh, no! I I have to erase
1: this voicemail. You
2: have one unheard message.
0: Brought to you by Make Fun Network.